Hey, so thanks so much for joining me today. We're going to continue to talk about what we were yesterday, pretending to love Jesus. Let's acknowledge Him, Jesus. We thank you and praise you that you're here. We thank you that you're calling us out, telling us the truth, so that on that day that we won't miss you. Thank you for preparing us for things to come, for warning us, for being patient, long-suffering, so that we can be ready. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory in your name. Wow, he's so good. He's so in love with us, and he's telling us things to come. He said we're in the last hour, the 11th hour, before he returns. I want to read to you, actually, what he said right here. I turn this up. He said, understand this. Had the householder known in what part of the night, whether night or morning, watch the thief was coming, he would have watched and he wouldn't, he wouldn't have allowed his house to be undermined and broken into. You also must be ready, therefore the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you don't expect him. And then he's talk, he talks about who is ready. Who is the faithful and thoughtful wise servant whom his master has put in charge of his household to give to the others food and supplies at the proper time? Blessed, happy, and fortunate, and to be envied is that servant whom the master comes, and he will find him doing. So, he said that when he comes, when we're doing what he said, we're going to be blessed and we're going to be happy. And, you know, he was talking, we talked yesterday about on that day, he said, not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven. That means he's talking to those of us who, um, I'm just going to, I'm thinking of the people that I run into and they go, oh yeah, we know Jesus. We love Jesus. We're ready. Because Jesus has me going around saying, are you ready? Jesus is coming. Everybody thinks they're ready. But Jesus said we're not ready. And in Peter, he said he's not here because we're not ready. But we're saying we're ready. So everybody thinks they're ready. And Jesus is saying you are not ready. And he's been showing me why. Countless ways why we're not ready. And today he said to focus on those adult Christians, those who think, they are super ready for Jesus to come. They can't stand it here anymore. They just want to be where he is. And at the same time, those same people haven't, are too proud to get on their knees and say, am I ready? Jesus says, am I ready? They all say, I'm ready. I don't need to get on my knees because he tells me to tell them, get on your knees. And he said, I don't need to get on my knees. I'm good. I'm ready. Don't bother me. Don't get in my business. But Jesus is asking me to get in your business. He's calling us out today. He's confronting us. And so don't, don't turn me off because he's trying to make it so that on that day, he doesn't have to say away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. He said, not many who call me Lord, Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven. And he said, many people are going to argue with him. Lord, we did this in your name. We did that. We did this. And he's going to say, I didn't know you. Away from me, I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness. Now, you know, I, I mentioned this yesterday, and it, it's so near and dear to my heart. I feel, I feel his emotions and compassion when I read this. And he doesn't want to say, away from me, I never knew you. But he's saying that because he's hurt. We think that we're this, these mature Christians, and we're not. And it hurts him that we're not. 
It hurts him that we say we love him, but we don't act like we do. We don't talk like we do. We don't have time for him. Yet we think that on that day, he's going to rapture us out of here. And he's saying, you're mistaken because you don't care about me. You really don't care about me. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind is to care about what he cares about. That's what he's taught me. If you care about me and I ask you to pick up that piece of garbage off the floor, off the ground, and you don't do it, then you really don't care. It bothers him because it it hurts the birds, it hurts the animals. It's a mess. And we think we want to live in heaven and we don't even know how to live in heaven on the earth, which is what we are called to do. That's why he's waiting. And that's why he's long-suffering. And that's why he's grieving. Because we think we're ready and we're not. And if we're not ready, we're going to go to hell. So, you know, back to that where he said, away from me, he's hurt. I used to say that a lot when people hurt me. Away from me, you. Leave me alone. You hurt me. You don't want to be around people that hurt you. And Jesus is saying, because you won't do his will, you're hurting him. You're hurting him because you say you love him. You walk around on the earth calling yourself a Christian. And really, yet we act just like the Pharisees. They were the religious rulers. Supposedly, they were Christ-like. Supposedly, they were the teachers of the law. Yet, they couldn't do the law. Well, none of nobody could because it, it, it just wasn't doable without Jesus. That's why Jesus came, so that he could empower us to do the law. But, you know, when Jesus was teaching them, they didn't care. You know, I mentioned this yesterday, and I just think it's so true that people go to school to be a preacher, to do a work for the Lord, and maybe God sent some of you. But at the same time, you know, when that happens, I've watched countless people get a big head. They don't know Jesus. They only know the law. And they're trying to do the law just like the Pharisees in their own strength. Without Jesus, we can't do anything. He said that. You can't do anything without me. So why are we trying to do this thing without him? He said when he left that he was going to go to the Father and that we would do his work. His part was finished. He did what God told him to do. Jeremiah 29, 11, he has a plan for you. And it's a good plan. And it's for your good. But it also is for his kingdom. To bring in the lost sheep. And he's saying that he's, you know, he's expecting us to do that. And if we don't, he's going to say, away from me, you hurt me. You said you loved me with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, yet you don't care about what I care about. What does he care about? Your neighbor. The next most important commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. To put your neighbor before yourself. And oh my goodness, we are so far from that. It's all about us. What are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? I love me with all my heart, all my soul, and all your, my mind. I'm not going to be your doorman. I'm not doing this. I did a video on, I'm not doing that. Because when we say, I'm not doing that, you're pretty much slapping Jesus in the face. Saying, I'm not doing that. I'm too good for that. And where did, where did that get Satan? Yeah. God hates pride, because in pride, you're going to say, I'm not doing that. So anyway, what he wanted me to tell you today is he's waiting for us, mature Christians, ones who think we're ready, and we we got all this going, and we won't get on our knees, and we go to church every Sunday, and we're on this committee and that committee, and, you know, we are the religious leaders. So to say, 
is what he's saying. But really, he's going to have to say to you, I didn't know you. Get away from me, you who misrepresented me. We're here to represent him. You know, people are calling out, God, God, God. And God is saying, where are the workers? Where are my workers? The harvest is ready, but the workers are few. Where are they? He's calling us to do his work in this time before he shows up to win those souls so people don't go to hell. I hear him talking to me about Mark eleven twenty four, 24, and, and this is our assignment from him. He wants us to start calling those things to be not as though they were. When he was here, there was a, um, a fig, a bush, and it didn't have figs on it, a fig tree. Yeah, here it is. And it didn't have leaves, and he cursed it. I believe he did that to show the disciples um, the power that we have. And um, he cursed it because there wasn't any figs on it. And the next morning, they walked by, and they said, wow, that tree that he cursed has withered from the roots up. And Jesus said, He replied, have, one thing first here, have faith constantly. Truly I tell you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into sea and does not doubt in his heart, what he says will take place. It'll be done for him. For this reason, I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it's granted to you and you will get it. And whenever you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, let it drop, let it go so that your father can forgive you. He's saying, we don't do this. We don't call those things to be not as though they were. We don't, we don't um, move mountains. We say, he can move a mountain. But yeah, he wants to move the mountain through you. We're supposed to change what is happening with our love, right? But first, before you say that, when you stand praying, when you call it, when you ask, make sure you don't hold anyone in unforgiveness. Make sure you're not offended. And um, that is like the enemy's major, major tool to keep that power from us. You know, if we do try it, nothing happens. Check your love walk. Make sure you're not offended at someone. Get on your knees and find out what's wrong when Jesus comes. If you're offended at someone, he's going to stay away from me. I didn't know you. You're hurting me. How could you do that? I forgave you, but you didn't forgive what he did for you. We've been forgiven, so we need to forgive. And when we do that, when we do his love, we're going to have his power to move mountains. We're to move the mountains. We're to cast out demons. And he said, instead of worrying about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear, you know, this, that, and the other thing, um, you know, so that you can show your neighbor that you're better than them, you know, that competing thing that you're going on, have going on. Practice my law. Practice love and practice casting out demons, laying hands on the sick, doing his will. So on that day, you're not hurting him. And, say, and he has to say, I didn't know you. Get away from me. You hurt me. You just see him going, get away from me. Don't say you knew me. You were against me. You live for the enemy. Wow. That's, that's a lot of stuff. He's been calling me to call out healing for him and so I'm going to do that right now and he's saying somebody's um, left elbow it's swollen and it's painful and he wants to heal it would you reach out would you reach out 
your faith to him through me. His power in me will heal you right now. I call you heal and whole in Jesus' name. Someone else has a stomach condition. And he's saying, I'm healing you right now, if you can believe me. If you can touch your faith to him, he's going to heal you right now in Jesus' name. He told me to expect people to get healed in my ministry, and this is my outreach to you right now, right here. And so if you need healing or if you know somebody who needs healing, tell them to come here because God has a word for you. By his stripes, you are already healed. He's already taken provision for you, for your healing. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wonder. All you have to do is when you stand, pray and make sure that you have loved, that you have forgiven. Revelation 3.20, he said, he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you invite him in, he's going to come in and he's going to teach you his way. Would you say that prayer with me right now? He said, whoever calls on him will be saved. All you have to do is call on him. He means rely on him, believe him, look to him, submit to him. Jesus, we thank you that you're knocking on the door of our heart. And we're asking you to just come on in and be our God, be our Lord. Teach us your way. We receive healing from you. We receive all that you did for us right now. We love you and praise you. Give you all glory. In your name. I'm the one special. I'm just like one of the disciples. I'm unlearned. I don't know anything. I just do what he tells me to do. And he wants to tell you your part. And so when he he said that you're going to be healed, if you believe, you will be healed. It has nothing to do with me, just my obedience. He said he'd manifest himself to the person that obeys him. So if you've never said that prayer before, I'd love it if you'd let me know. Get on your knees every day. Don't be like the Pharisees. Don't be like the religious people who just go to church and, and say they do, but they don't do. Be that real Christ follower. Get on your knees. Look at the word. He is his word. John 1, 1. And if you received healing today, I'd be so excited to know that. would so encourage me because I'm stepping out in faith to do what he's calling me to do. And so your faith has to meet my faith in order for it to work. If you don't have faith, you won't be healed. I did what I'm supposed to do. I love, I follow his commands. I'm willing to be corrected. Revelation 3.19 tells you that. You have to be willing to let him correct you. He corrects those he loves. So thank you so much for listening today. And go ahead, spread the news. Share my video. Jesus is coming and we are not ready. And we have to hurry up. It's an urgency. He said it's an urgency. He's almost ready to open that door. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.